This is Beyond the Bandwagon. I am Elias, and with me today and every podcasting day is Kyla. Hi. Uh, we are huge football fans. This is going to be a fantasy football podcast, an NFL podcast. Uh, like everyone else out there, we've got a fantasy draft coming up. Ours is, is September 2nd. So we've got a little bit of time to prepare. Yes. Still a few weeks. However, um, today we're going to be going through um, three players each that we like, not necessarily players that we are um, targeting in the first round, but players that we are, you know, hoping that will fall to us in our, our drafts and then three players that we're going to stay away from as well. Um, one of the players that I really like this year is Chris Godwin, the wide receiver in Tampa Bay. I think this guy has a lot of upside. Um, last season, he finished with 59 receptions ni- on 95 targets and um, 842 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, this season, Deshaun Jackson is gone. Um, Adam Humphreys is gone. That leaves about 180 targets up for grabs for him uh, behind Mike Evans, of course. Um, I fully believe that Tampa Bay could have two 1,000-yard receivers this year. They mm-hmm. um, really air the ball out. Bruce Arians is a pass-first style type of coach. So I really like him, and I would take him. He's being drafted right now in the early fourth, late, or late fourth, early fifth round. And I would definitely um, target him in the draft. Yeah, people are super high on, on Chris Godwin. And on the Buccaneers in, in general, Jameis mm-hmm. Winston is going like pretty much a little bit higher than he did last year. Um, my first person is Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah. he, he's a running back for the Vikings. Uh, the thing about Cook, though, is can he stay healthy? Yeah. The first two years, um, he's played in four games, or excuse me, he played in four games in 2017. He played an 11 last season, only four TDs on the ground in those two years combined. Um, there's always a ton of talk. Why can this year be, be, be different? Uh, Gary Kubiak is now the assistant head coach, and he's an offensive advisor for the Vikings. Uh, Kubiak, if there's anybody that they could have hired to help run the ball, it's Gary Kubiak. Uh, he's, he was the offensive coordinator for many years in Denver, a head coach in Denver and in, in Houston, uh, the, the attack on the ground that they can come up with with him helping, uh, it's going to take all the pressure, I guess not all the pressure when you make that much money, yeah. but <laughs> a little bit of pressure off of Kirk Cousins. is going to be a ton more play action. Dalvin Cook is going to get a ton of carries. He's going to be featured heavily in the offense. Uh, if there's any year to basically buy in, as long as he stays healthy, yeah. of, of course, um, this would be the year to to buy high on Dalvin Cook. Mm, nice. Um, another guy that I really like is uh, Hunter Henry this year. He missed the whole season last season with a torn ACL, but in his rookie year, he scored eight touchdowns. Um, he only played in 56.3% of the offensive snaps that year, but finished as the tight end 12. And with um, – Philip Rivers coming off of one of his best seasons. You have Tyrell Williams is gone. So um, I think the Chargers have faith in Henry, and I think that uh, he'll be a solid tight end one this year. Now, if you were Stephen A. Smith, you might have thought that he played all of last season. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I, I don't know if, if you heard about that. I the didn't. Chiefs and Chargers were going to play last season. And, you know, Henry had been out all year. Yeah. And this was late in the year when they played in Kansas City, I believe. And he said that Hunter Henry was his X Factor. Oh my gosh, for the game. Are you and he said it on TV. Yeah, and everybody I was don't like, know yeah, Hunter Stephen A. Smith still has a job. Well, <laughs> whole nother topic. Um, <laughs> my second person that I am looking for is Damian Williams. He's a running back for Kansas City. Uh, he became the starter last season when Kareem Hunt was suspended. Uh, he really filled in uh, spectacular, spectacularly, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, two playoff games, he rushed for. 159 yards and two TDs. He also caught 10 passes for two more touchdowns. Um, and this goes back all the way to when Andy Reid was in Philadelphia. The running back for his offenses always produces. And, you know, I, I think we'll find out this year with Kareem Hunt not there. We'll find out a little bit more if it's the system or if it's just, you know, plug somebody in and th- they can succeed or if it was all Kareem Hunt because – Damian Williams is in a definite spot to succeed. Uh, he's been taken, I mean, third round, third round in a lot of drafts. Really? I mean, not to where you would expect a top flight RB to go. Um, Carlos Hyde is there too. I'm willing to bet that that doesn't matter too much. You wouldn't think Carlos Hyde is going to be receiving too much there. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be maybe a change of pace back. You could expect him maybe to be in on the goal line and take away a few touchdowns. But hopefully Damian Williams is getting so many passes that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so pretty much anyone in the backfield uh, for a, a Andy Reid offense, I have a lot of confidence in. I agree. Um, a running back that I actually am high on this year is Chris Carson. Um, he's not a huge pass catcher, which, I mean, in today's game, you want a pass catching running back. I mean, that's the elite running backs, right? Mm-hmm. But um, the Seahawks, they're very committed to establishing the run. And he did finish as the fifth leading rusher last year with 1,151 yards, and he only played in 14 games. So I'm definitely, if he is still available in the second, third round, I'd take him. Uh, my third one is a little off the wall, and it's Dante Pettis. Uh, okay. He's going to be the number one receiver for San Francisco. And this is obviously not somebody you're going to be looking you know, to target in the top portion of your draft. However, um, somebody other than George Kittle is going to have to catch passes. Yeah. And if Garoppolo is as good as advertised, which you never know, and he was hurt – the majority of last season and then in the first preseason game or at least uh, the previous preseason game when, right. they, when they played the Broncos, uh, Garoppolo had just the game from hell. Yes. So hopefully he will improve and, you know, we all get the impression that he will. Uh, Dante Pettis was explosive in college, played at Washington. Uh, he, he was a receiver and a, a punt returner. Um, and not only does he have the talent – uh, Kyle Shanahan will find ways to get him the ball. And on top of that as well, Marquise Goodwin is the number two. Um, but other than that, there aren't a lot of names there. there. Aren't a lot of people that, you know, is going to inspire confidence when you're uh, drafting. Uh, you have Jalen Hurd. Who? Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, Kendrick Bourne. 
And then another name on the draft chart, Richie James Jr. Oh, I've never heard of of him. I've heard of Jalen Hurd. But if Garoppolo is going to have a season that people are thinking that he's going to have, he's got to throw the ball to somebody. Yes. And that means high, high volume for Pettis and at the very least maybe a flex player with a lot of upside. Tall guy can probably catch some touchdowns near the end zone. Yeah. Um, so now I guess we can move to the ones we want to stay away from. Mine, and this might be an obvious choice, my first one, Antonio Brown. Oh. <laughs> first I? of all, with, with Antonio Brown. Yes. Does he have feet? We don't know. It's unclear we, at this point. We've seen footage. We've seen footage. He is running. He is. He, I haven't seen that running. footage yet. Okay. I saw him walking. <laughs> I did see the pictures of his feet. Did you see that? I honestly haven't looked yet. I was kind of afraid to, but if he's running, you'd think it wouldn't be that bad. Is it's it, is it gross? It's pretty gross. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't... Fro- if you have a, um, a sensitive stomach, I wouldn't look at him. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I don't really need to explain this choice. I feel like a lot of people uh, are kind of going to stay away from him. Not just the feet thing. He's unstable. The helmet thing. Yeah, the helmet thing. I mean, yes, he is a talented receiver, but is he going to decide in week three that he just can't deal with his new helmet anymore and he's not going to play and he won't play the rest of the season? You never know. On top of that, he switched teams this year. So he's dealing with a new quarterback, a new offense that is a huge downgrade from Pittsburgh, in my opinion. So Yes. To me, it's just one of the obvious choices of people to avoid if you can. And he has a very competent quarterback. It's just, what is it about Oakland? What is it about the Raiders? Yeah. Like, it, it's just impossible to be confident in anybody. Yes, I agree. I mean, Amari Cooper, you can see the talent that he has. Mm-hmm. He goes to Dallas. He yeah. does great things. He was in Oakland. Yeah. W- what happened? I don't know. Um, it's really tough to figure out. Definitely. Um, my first person to stay away from is Tariq Cohen. Uh, he, he's a running back for the Bears. Uh, I think it needs to be said right off the bat, he is extremely talented. Yeah. Uh, he's going to have a huge role. He's a weapon for them. But how many touches is he going to get? Exactly. And he's being drafted right now, right up there with someone who they have on their team now, David Montgomery. Uh, he's a rookie out of Iowa State. Um, a lot of prognosticators are saying that David Montgomery is going to catch a lot of passes too, Mm -hmm. which Tariq Cohen, you know, last season, 74 catches, uh, 725 yards through the air, five receiving touchdowns. How much of that is going to be taken away from him? Uh, They have Mike Davis. uh, He was on the Seahawks last season. So there are three competent backs that they can go with. Um, Essentially with Cohen, the bottom line is, I feel that you can get someone who will put up similar numbers in a round behind where people are going to be drafting him. Right. Um, Montgomery now is kind of flying up draft boards. Is he going to be taken before Cohen in your draft? Mm. It kind of remains to be seen, especially because the Bears aren't showing you a lot right. in the it preseason. It seem like they have this three-headed monster kind of thing going on there, and that's always, to me, something you want to stay away from in fantasy football. 
Well, yeah, for for Bears fans, uh, you know, hopefully that's the case. However, when you're when you're drafting, I would stay away from Cohen, especially uh, where he's being drafted. However, if he's still there, you know, two or three rounds after where you were planning on seeing him gone, mm-hmm. I'd still take him. But the value right now is not there. Right, maybe a good flex position, but not an RB one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is also I feel like kind of is an obvious choice, and Jarvis Landry. Um, last season, he had a 54.4 completion percentage with his production dropping in the second part of the season already. And then now they've acquired Odell Beckham Jr., who is going to take most of the targets for me, I feel like. So I feel like there are other options um, that you could draft instead of him that will give you more chances to win. Yeah, in a uh, in a subsequent podcast, I would like to do a little predictions on the season. I want to know what you think about the Browns. What like, I think about the Browns? Everybody, you know, uh, there are some people saying the Browns are going to the Super Bowl, and it's just, it's not that easy. It's not that easy, They no. have a really daunting defensive line now, a lot of weapons offensively, but it just doesn't happen overnight. Right. And Baker Mayfield is still super young. Yeah, he is, I agree. They're going to be fun. Yeah. But I just... I think they're going to have a good season. I think everyone, there's always a lot of anticipation around the Browns, I feel like, before this season starts. (laughs) Everyone thinks that they're going to have a good season, but then they don't, no matter who they have. I mean, they do have Odell Beckham now, which is a lot, I feel like. But I think if they finish 8-8, that'll be a good season for them. Yeah, and... You know, you said you said always. There's anticipation always, but what kind? <laughs> right. You know, with the Browns, what kind of you know horrid games are they going to put forth yeah. this season? But it's a, it's it's very different. Yes. Um, this season, and that's exciting. Um, my number two person is is Eric Ebron, the tight end for the Colts. Okay. Um, essentially, he's being drafted. You know, in your top ten for tight ends um, last season. He had 13 touchdowns through the air, 66 catches. Uh, for me, he's an obvious candidate to regress. Right. Uh, the previous four seasons, he played with the Lions. He caught a total of uh, 11 touchdowns, and that was four full seasons with Stafford. You know, a lot of uh, receiving opportunity. Um, on top of that, with the Colts, Jack Doyle is healthy again. Exactly. Uh, Doyle is going to be targeted a lot more, or at least last season he was targeted more when both players were healthy. Uh, Doyle had 80 catches in 2017. Uh, he was hurt the majority of last season. Mm-hmm. But he's going to really cut into the, to the workload for Ebron. And um, on top of that now is Andrew Luck. Is he going to be healthy? He's injured, yeah. That's just a massive question mark that, especially if you're drafting in the next week, when there are guys like Vance McDonald and Austin Hooper, these other guys right in that mid-range of tight end, Mm -hmm. are you willing to spend a pick on Ebron when you really don't have any idea how that season's going to go? And Luck supposedly is going to be playing. He's dealing with... uh, Allegedly. Allegedly, (laughs) sure. It it was a high ankle sprain, um, and now there are a lot of concerns about his calf. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hasn't been practicing. Yeah, he hasn't been playing. They're going to hold him out. 
you would think he's still going to play the majority of the season, if not the whole season. If he doesn't get hurt again. If he doesn't get hurt again, yeah. which, you know, Andrew Luck is made of glass, exactly. as we've found out <laughs> yes. the last couple of years. So yeah. with Ebron, I would be hesitant. There are a lot of good options uh, that you can pick instead. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, my last one is um, Jordan Howard in Philadelphia. I feel like that's another kind of running back by committee situation, which is what I never, I'd never want to draft a running back in a committee for my fantasy team. Um, and Philadelphia is known for kind of that approach, especially since Doug Peterson took over. Um, like I said, it's never really good for fantasy. And Howard was already declining in Chicago last year and shared the backfield with Tariq Cohen. Um, and now with Miles Sanders looking so good in the preseason, I think that at some point during the season, Miles Sanders is going to emerge as the the number one guy there. Sproul's still there too? He is, yeah. Sproul just keeps hanging around. He's so great. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in last season, uh, Jay, Jay Ajayi was in Philadelphia. He was, And yeah. I, I drafted him, and he had his weeks, but, yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of – Miles to feed there. It was really tough to figure out on a week-to-week basis what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, my third person is A.J. Green. Okay. Um, Green injured his ankle in the first practice of training camp. Uh, injuries with him have always played a factor. He hasn't caught more than 80 passes in a season since 2015. So when you look at the amount of production and the amount of volume, do you feel comfortable drafting him in maybe even the top 15 receivers yeah. which a lot of people still view him because of his name right like super talented um andy dalton isn't helping either the Bengals as a team right is not helping either uh andy dalton his completion percentage hasn't ranked better than 27 percent uh or he hasn't ranked better than 27th in completion percentage mm-hmm. excuse me in the last two seasons wow uh, out of all out of all quarterbacks you know people still view him as just really competent guy yeah i don't know why he doesn't throw a good deep ball either i I don't i don't think it just the the production is just not there with the Bengals. and then uh tyler boyd is going to cut into it he was um he had a great season last year i doubt a lot of people drafted him at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. but a lot of people picked him up he was pretty much owned throughout the board by the end of the year um aj green is just someone i would most definitely take a pass on. Is he elite still? That's a question mark. Yeah. What is the offense going to look like? That's a question mark. Um, Too many someone, question marks for me. Yeah, I just someone that I see him and I just move on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree with you there too. Um, so yeah, I guess we can just give an update on kind of. Speaking of question marks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, yep. Speaking uh, of question marks. Melvin Gordon, what do we think about uh, what's happening there? With Melvin Gordon and with Zeke, uh, hopefully this isn't a trend that we're going to see more often. It was started by Le'Veon Bell last season. Maybe not started, but definitely amplified Mm -hmm. uh, the contract holdouts. And many people last year with Bell, you know, took him in the first round and then he never played. Yeah, that really and, uh, screwed a lot of people and, last year. You know, last season, uh, some people were even taking him as high as one. 
uh, in my one draft, I had the first pick and I picked uh, Todd Gurley. I'm happy I did that. Lucky you, yeah. You know, <laughs> he fell choice. off at the end of the season and obviously was not himself in the in the postseason. But uh, when it comes to Melvin Gordon, um, he has a competent backup too. He does, and Austin Eckler. Yeah, and just do you want to risk it? Right, I don't. Not for me. I think that um, I think his holdout is going to go into the season. From from the reports, it seems like they're at a stalemate. They've offered him a contract that is $10 million a year, and I guess he thinks he's worth more than that. But to me, he's he's not Ezekiel Elliott. Like, he can be replaced. And like you said, he does have a competent backup. So I don't know that he has much leverage there, but I also don't know that he's going to give in. I don't think he's Zeke either. Um, I feel... I still don't think I'm confident enough to take Zeke in the first round. I'm going to let somebody else make that call. Right. But I think Zeke is still worth it. What? Okay. I I do. I, I This is why I'm glad that our fantasy draft is on the second. Because as a Cowboys fan, I would take Zeke if he gets his contract done before the season. But if not, I'm really torn. But I hope... That by the our draft, which I think actually is on the third, not the second. I think we keep saying the second, but it's the third. You know, it's a confusing <laughs> time. <laughs> there are fantasy fantasy drafts every day they for are. everyone. That's true. Anyway. But I'm hoping that by the third, this will be resolved and we won't have to worry about it. Because then that, it won't that be is a, a benefit. That yeah. is a benefit for us drafting, whether it's three days before Thursday or two days before Thursday. Right. Remains to be seen. We don't know when the, when the draft is. Right. But uh, and the thing about Zeke, too, um, Stephen Jones did come out on Friday, was on the fan in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he thinks a deal will happen for the start of the season. Uh, you know, is that just him trying to comfort Cowboys right. fans? We don't know because there are different reports. They, I mean, yeah. Jerry Jones is still kind of saying <laughs> nothing's going on. Ziku. Ziku. Yeah. And speaking of Ziku, late in your draft, Tony Pollard. Exactly. Keep yeah. an eye out. Yeah. Because that could be if a goldmine. Yeah. If you do draft Zeke before he gets a contract, you better fucking draft Tony Pollard. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think that this will go all season. That, I mean, like I said, reports say that both sides want this to be resolved before the season starts, but who really knows? I mean, Zeke's still in Cabo, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, with these guys that have holdouts too, um, how long does it take for them to get in game shape? Right. You would think Zeke Elliott has been working out. He's a machine. However, practice helps everyone. Exactly. And so with Antonio Brown, too, we were speaking about him. Uh, do we trust Antonio Brown? Definitely seems like we both don't. I do not, 100%. Um, no. But he isn't practicing a whole lot either. Right. So how long does it take him? You know, it would seem that him and Carr are going to need more time to develop a rapport. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's already there. Um, we'll find out soon. Uh, with other people, do we trust? We we talked about Bell. Yeah, Le'Veon do Bell. You, do you trust Bell? I'm kind of undecided on Le'Veon Bell because I also feel like he's kind of an unstable person in general too, and it, it's hard to know what he'll do. And 
you know, not to mention he did sit out a whole season. So what kind of shape is he going to be in? It's hard to know what to expect from the Jets in general yes. as well. <laughs> um, and just a quick fact about Bell, he's only played in all 16 games one time in his career. Oh, okay. So he gets hurt too. He gets beat up. I mean, that's a commonality among backs, but mm-hmm. uh, with Bell, it does seem to be amplified. And he didn't play all of last season. Right. Exactly. So maybe it takes him a while to get going. Yeah. Uh, another person, do we trust? Josh Gordon. I Does Bill Belichick even trust <laughs> Josh Gordon? I think Bill Belichick does. I kind of trust Josh Gordon. I think I would take him. I, I think he's ranked, what, like 40-ish among he's, wide yeah, receivers? He's, he's back there. Uh, I definitely think he's worth more than that. I definitely think that he has more upside than a lot of other players. Well, and the thing about Gordon, too, and receiving targets uh, in New England in general, mm-hmm. with Gronkowski gone um, and with – Sony Michelle there, they're going to be running the ball a lot more. Tom Brady is not being taken as high in fantasy drafts this season as he would in previous years. Uh, You can say he's the goat all you would like. However, he's still being taken in a lot of, you know, a lot of drafts. He's being ranked around 20th for QBs. I mean, that's pretty far back there. So a lot of people are anticipating a run heavy offense. Um, but if anybody can turn Josh Gordon into a competent option, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, and Bill so, Belichick. I mean, it's yeah. like, what other... I mean, that's the best team you can have working on somebody, you know. But I do feel like also that Josh Gordon being there increases Tom Brady's value, too. It does. But as we've seen as well, Tom Brady... You know, I think maybe even I could catch a few balls per game <laughs> with Tom Brady as my quarterback. That's true. And, you know, that's saying something. Yeah. So no, that's true. That's a fair point. So if anybody can help Josh Gordon reclaim sort of the level he was at um, prior to all of his troubles mm-hmm. in Cleveland and elsewhere, um, it would be that offense. But, you know, buyer beware. Definitely. Definitely. Because he does like the reefer. you know it's hard not to i know right but uh josh gordon yes has had his issues through the years um yeah so i think that's gonna do it for us today like we said we've got a draft coming up on the third um or is it the second it's the third it's the third it's tuesday the third (laughs) and yes and the first game's on the fifth so um for that, we're using a pretty standard PPR scoring. It's 10 teams. Um, yeah, so we're going to be releasing episodes on Saturdays, new episodes on Saturdays. But we do plan to release an extra episode after our draft to just um, update on how it went, who we got, if we're happy with it. You know. And the draft should be exciting. We have a couple of people in there who, you know, Aaron Rodgers might go in the first round. He might. We do and, you have know, that so on good we, authority. We could, be, uh, we could be doing pretty well after this draft. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see out. how it goes. Um, if you like the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. That really helps us out. And we will see you next time. See ya. Bye.
Bye.